This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now on the SECV Hotline, John Barchard from BleedingGreenNation.com. John, tables were sort of turned on the Eagles yesterday. They actually had a halftime lead, and then they proceeded to blow it in the second half. What changes did you see either on the Eagles' side or on the 49ers' side that caused that to happen? Well, I'll tell you what, and it really wasn't a half difference. It was just kind of a whole game difference of uh, no offense, which is weird for Chip Kelly. And it was weird for a lot of Philadelphia fans, too. And it's just, who knows what was going on? You know, I, I, whether it's the, the offensive line, I'll be able to contribute to the run game. Uh, LaShawn McCoy didn't look, uh, I mean, and rightfully so, didn't look too interested at the kind of game we're on. Nothing was really working there. Um, Nick Foles, again, kind of leaving stuff on the field when one aspect of the game isn't working. You know, you expect to kind of turn to your quarterback and try to relieve a little pressure there, but it just, you know, that didn't seem to work either. No matter what Chip Kelly kind of threw at these guys, it just seemed like the front offensive line in the trenches just kept getting dominated pretty much all game. Um, and on the defensive side and on the, you know, the special team side, you figure – Hey, you know, they block a punt for a touchdown. Malcolm Jenkins uh, runs one back for a pick six. And then you have Darren Sproles run a, a punt return for 82 yards. It's 21 points, and that's where all the first half points came from. you got to expect, okay, just like normal, the first half turnaround here. The offense couldn't really get it going. But in the second half, they'll, they'll come out blazing. There's plays that they're, that they're obviously there. And it just didn't, it just didn't come. I mean, they, they didn't cross into uh, midfield until the second-to-last drive. Uh, of the game, and uh, you know they're right on the doorstep on the two-yard line. They just couldn't get it done. And Chip Kelly even said today that he wasn't confident running the ball with two yards to go for for the you know to, for the victory. So it's it really goes to show just how kind of makeshift and lukewarm they are with this uh, uh, offensive line, and it's uh, it's worrisome. But uh, thankfully, after this game, uh, Lane Johnson comes back uh, to the tackle position and hopefully that can get some of the run game going because it is, it is not looking good uh, here in Philadelphia. Yeah, well, just to go to what you said, uh, to make your point even more, uh, one rushing first down. This is not for a quarter or a half. This is for the entire game. One rushing first down, 22 total yards on the ground, 1.8 yards per rushing play. Can we completely blame the offensive line for this? Or like you said, LaShawn McCoy, did he sort of like, you know, I'm getting hammered here. Yeah, I think there is, and I think they're kind of hiding it, too. I mean, you, you come out and say in the press conference on the day after, there's nothing wrong with LaShawn McCoy. He's perfectly healthy, but healthy and, you know, battered are two different things. And 
He, he did uh, suffer uh, an injury uh, early in the year in preseason, some you know, with his thumb and uh, went some went through some uh, toe turf uh, issues and, and things like that. So I don't know if he's a hundred percent all there. There's definitely some of the burst that's kind of been lost. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I do think that a lot of it is the offensive line, but you know, there are points in there when he's shaking and baking a little too much. And we know that's how he makes his, his money and he gets his contract. And that's how he led the league in, you know, the, uh, in the NFL last year. But sometimes when, when it just doesn't get going two or three yards, the old school and a cloud of dust, Sometimes it's the way you need to go uh, because it just wasn't working on on either side. He, he can't get around to set the edge, um, and yeah, I, I don't really know what's going. I think it's a big combination of both. Um, obviously, I think it's more the offensive line than Sean McCoy. Um, but again, you know, that's on, on the they, they played well enough to win the game. The offensive line, I think, played well enough to win the game, and they gave plenty of time to Nick Foles to make plays. And like I said before, it just it just didn't really happen. Which leads me to my next question. Uh, last week you proclaimed your undying love for Nick Foles. Uh, <laughs> has the, is the honeymoon over today? Uh, I don't. I don't even know if I kind of proclaimed it. I just. I think I. You. You. You did. You said. You said you were all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess. Uh, then I guess. Yeah. There's nowhere to go with that. I, I was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like that there was, okay, we're starting to see progression, 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 and then it's three steps back, and you're just like, well, who is this guy? And I think that's what's so confusing and what what keeps getting into Eagles fans' heads, and and especially my own, is 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. Like, you can't just – I don't care how good your coach is. Something of that, of what you were doing, plays into that. Uh, But – we haven't seen any kind of improvement or humongous leap forward from Nick Foles this year. He's played bad, okay, great, and horrible. So it, it, one out of four games, it, it really doesn't you know, make any kind of confident stride as you're going to you think of, like, is this the guy going forward? Is this the guy you're going to pay? Uh, you know, he had the same line. I can't even remember. I think a 22 for 43, 195 yards, two interceptions, zero touchdowns, mm-hmm. which is the same exact line that you could pull from any like Blaine Gabbert game, you know, oh, from yeah. the, uh-huh. the last couple of years. So it's just, it, it can't be that bad. Um, when the all 22 comes out, I hope I'm dead wrong, but there, I, I just think there were so many throws that he was unable to. See, I, I don't, I, and it's you get <laughs> it's so again. It's really hard to explain because it's so. I don't think anybody has an answer. It's not like he's unintelligent. It's not like he well, is proclaimed as this great decision maker. But you're just not seeing it. Yeah. There's, there's, I'm Todd. There's wide open guides all over the field. This is this system is very pitch and catch. It's one, two, three. If they're not there. Run, go on to the next thing, but he's for whatever reason he's just not seen it on the field. Right, and we can't necessarily blame. I mean, because I mean, the final score was twenty-six to twenty-one. Uh, you say, well, the defense gave up twenty-six points, but they were on the field uh, for forty-two minutes out of the sixty minutes in that game. When the offense can't generate any kind of drive, any kind of time-consuming drive, you can't blame the defense too much for that. No, no, and I don't. And uh, honestly, the defense played great uh, mm-hmm. for what they were given. I, I, I don't have any problems, even with the 
I know it's easy to pile on Kerry Williams and the you know the the ticky tack calls, which again were just terrible on both sides. I thought it was a terribly ref game. Uh, you know, there's kind of makeup calls all over all over the field there, but um, yeah, the, I, the, I thought that was what you wanted to see. That was one of the main concerns. Was well, the Eagles can't get a pass rush. They're just not. They're not getting sacks. They're just throwing guys off their spot and just hoping that that's how it goes. And when you record four sacks against somebody like Colin Kaepernick, who's very mobile and can shift it out, I thought Billy Davis did a, a fantastic job of just being like, you know what? Don't let him outside the pocket. Let him freak out because he hates being in there for some reason, um, and control him that way. And and they did a great job with that. Special teams, just like I said, did uh, a fantastic job. They set the tone for the first half. <laughs> All the Eagles had to do was score one offensive touchdown, and the game was over. And they just they couldn't do it. It's it's amazing to hear the frustration. I and a lot of Eagles people that I've talked to, you know, the fans, that kind of thing. You know, even you know, texting back and forth with some of my buds. You can feel the frustration. You can hear the confusion, even in texted words, with the way this team performed yesterday. But let's get on to the fantasy side. You know, I have Shady McCoy. You keep telling me to play him, and it hasn't gone well. However, uh, thanks for Philip Rivers and Jordy Nelson. I did okay yesterday. Yeah, uh, it, it's is it is it time to uh, to sit McCoy and see what else is going on at this point? Uh, I mean, I think there's. I don't think you if you're if you're a huge fantasy player. Um, I, I don't really see the point in trading him at this point. Is anything you're going to get back from him is going to be very, very low end. So uh, it, it, I think it's okay to bench him until this offensive line thing gets figured out. Uh, they have a great matchup again in St. Louis where you know they've been gashed for over five yards when they're on the ground. But again, who knows because we're not sure how far along Lane Johnson is, even though he's coming back. Um, we're not exactly sure if they're going to stick with their current lineup as it is, um, I would wait until after the bye week, let him get healthy, let the offensive line kind of get uh, a little more in sequence here. Um, but any RB2s, any flex spots that you're deciding, well, should I go this way or that way? Absolutely. Um, I think the, the, the schedule for Shady gets really a lot easier as it uh, goes towards the middle of the year here. So don't panic, but there is – uh, it definitely time to kind of sit and wait and see what happens with him. All right, you talked about Lane Johnson being officially activated and to make room for him on the roster, uh, Kevin Graff has been released by the Philadelphia Eagles. As you mentioned, they will take on the Rams at the link on Sunday, and we will find out your thoughts on all that and more and your crazy man love for Nick Foles <laughs> when we talk again next Monday. John Barchard from BleedingGreenNation.com. We appreciate your time. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it, bud.